Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. I know you want to talk some defense, Cordell. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot going on in the defense. We kind of just talked on some of the guys, uh, you know, Isaiah Likely on the one side. Kyle Hamilton, you know, the first pick this year. He's a guy that everybody has their eye on right now. And it's been an up and down camp for him. And, you yeah. know, which is, is, is which is expected. He's a rookie and no- learning. It's very, very normal. You know, he's coming in, learning a new defense. He's he's asked to do a lot. I think that this is a guy that we're going to see once he finally is fully involved. I think he's going to be one of the more moved around defenders in all of football. He's very versatile. Can we can we dead this right? You know, and it was funny how he made jokes about the video that came out um, of him getting burned big time (laughs) uh, in practice. Kyle Hamilton is not going to play that role. Let's 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 be clear, okay? He's not. That's not what they're going to probably ask him to do much. So yeah, he's he's not going to be a man to man type of guy. Often, exactly. I don't I don't think he. Now I will say he's gotten better at that. He and Isaiah Likely have been matched up a lot in the drills, and Isaiah Likely, you know, pretty much ate his lunch uh, quite a few times last <laughs> week. You um, gonna eat- Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't even <laughs> ask. He just took it. He, he just took it a couple times. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Isaiah Likely's a beast, though. I, I want to point that out. This isn't a scrub. Isaiah Likely's a beast. Um, but Kyle Hamilton, to his credit, he had a day last week where I thought was easily his worst day of camp. It was the worst I've seen of him since he's put on a Ravens helmet. Um, and and, and what, I, what I loved about that was ever since then, I truly believe he's gotten better and better every day of practice since then to where on Monday he had his best day of camp. He finished it with an interception of Tyler Huntley and returned it about 30 yards uh, down the field before getting tackled. I don't know how much Harbs loved that, but, you know, everybody <laughs> got up. It was all good. But this is a guy who at, at one day last week where he had his worst day, his body language was so poor. It wasn't just that he was getting beat because that happens. A lot of these guys are getting beat. It's, you yeah. know, it's one-on-ones. It's a drill that's really meant for the receiver anyway. Um, but it was just the fact that his body language was so bad. He looked like he was feeling sorry for himself. And, you know, I think people take, for granted the fact that some of these guys, a lot of these guys, especially guys like Kyle Hamilton, who was drafted in the first round, they're coming from situations where they're used to being the best player on the team. Hell, even the best player in their conference or on in the game, you know, and now Kyle Hamilton's here where he's not even the best player on the defense right now, you know, so it's an adjustment for him. 
uh, and I, I, I really uh, liked how I've seen him respond. He's, he's engaged. He's uh, yesterday. I mean, uh, on Monday when I seen him, you know, out there, he's talking. He's that was the most vocal I had seen from him in at playing the safety position. So he's he. If you're going to be vocal, that means you're confident in what you're seeing. You're you're, you're you have more of a feel of the defensive scheme, and, and you're able to call stuff out. So that's a good sign. Um, I, I think Kyle Hamilton is a guy that we can, that we can expect to see play on Thursday night, you know, while he's a first round pick, he's not a guy that is in a situation right now where it's like, Oh, he's, we know what we have in him or he's comfortable right now. No, he's a rookie. He's out there. Trayvon Walker was the number one pick in the draft right. and he played in the hall of fame game. That's uh, right. So, you know, he's going to be out there and I, I'm excited to see what he does. I don't know if the Ravens aren't going to show their hand as, as far as to show what they complete, how they expect to completely use him but it'll be good to see him in the game and see because some of these guys are gamers. Not everybody's a practice guy. So you want to see how he responds in the game because there's certain things that I saw in his college tape that I think he's been hesitant to show in practice simply because they're not hitting. There's not much contact because right. a lot of what he does is physical. He's a physical right. guy. Um, so I want to see him bring that, to the game on Thursday night. I'm, I'm really excited to see him as well as a couple of these rookies, Pepe Williams. Um, he's flashed quite a few times yeah. to me at, at the corner position. Um, Jalen Armour Davis, ta uh, uh, Travis Jones, defensive tackle in the middle. He's going to be relied on heavily this year, I think, to, to be that interior pass rush, specifically on pass rushing situations. So I think he's going to play a lot because we're not going to see Calais Campbell. We're probably not going to see Justin Matabike or Michael Pierce uh, or Brent Urban now that I think about it. So, I mean, somebody's got to play. <laughs> somebody's got to play. The Ravens are in a situation where they have a lot of veterans on their team. Uh, so it's going to give the opportunity for all of these young guys to play these preseason games, which I'm excited to see. My concern um, is, and and please tell us because you are um, always um, at the practices, so you you get to see a little bit more than you know meets the eye. My concern is the pass rush. What mm -hmm. are Ravens going to do in the situation of the pass rush? You did mention that they do have veterans. A lot of those guys, you know, are either in the defensive line or they're playing linebacker situations. Tyus Bowser obviously is still recuperating from his mm -hmm. injury in week 17 so we don't have him there to help with that what that is my biggest concern for this defense are you going to pressure the quarterback particularly um outside the tackles because i do think that you have the guys that can add pressure up the middle which is great right right and you do want that but 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 are, are there guys on the outside that can still add to what the guys on the inside can do and and so far what have you been able to see well, the, I, I'll, I'm going to be honest. The pass rushing has been, uh, how can I put it? it? It hasn't been as consistent as you want it to be. So okay. I, I, what I have noticed that the offensive line, when it comes to the passing situations, they are giving really good pockets to these quarterbacks, really all of them. Now, there have been some pressures here and there from guys like Oway and Houston and uh, even Michael Pierce's gotten some a lot of interior pressure and he's known as a run stopper that's the thing with this Ravens D line they've got a bunch of run stoppers Michael yes. Pierce Calais Campbell 
Justin yes. Matabike, Brent Urban, a lot of run-stopping guys. And the Ravens are always one of the best in the league defensively against the run, which you have to. You talk to any defensive coordinator, they'll tell you, you got to stop the run first. Um, but after that, you need to be able to get to the pass. Now, the Ravens have a great secondary, especially once Marcus Peters comes back. I think it'll really complete the secondary. But it doesn't really matter how good your coverage is if you don't have anybody to get to the quarterback. You'll be able to get a couple of covered sacks, no question. But any quarterback in the league will tear you up if they got five seconds in the pocket to survey <laughs> the field. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I think that you, I've been impressed with Oway this year. I think Oway has flashed. He's shown that he has other pass rushing moves. Uh, Justin Houston, who I think was – I don't think Justin Houston got enough credit for how good he was last year. I'm not saying he was great. Uh, the sack total definitely wasn't what you want to see from a guy who's a career – you know, who's made a career of sacking the quarterback. Um, but he was around the quarterback quite a bit. His pressures were there. He just couldn't finish the play, couldn't get to the quarterback yeah. completely. And also um, rotations didn't really right. allow him to play as much right. in, in terms of snaps that maybe, you know, he had previously. So there's that. But, yeah, exactly. I Yeah, and, and, and I mean, it, you want to be able to wreak havoc. A lot of these quarterbacks, you want to be able to just move them off their spot and set up, you know, one of your other guys to come in and clean up the play. Um, yep. And I think Justin Houston did a lot of that last year. So I think it's a good thing that he's back. I think it helps Adafi Owe. Uh, and really, when we look at this Ravens pass rush, I think the word that comes to mind is patience. Because the pass rush, a lot of the guys who are going to be vocal points of this pass rushing group are not here. David Ajabo, their second round pick this year. He's a guy that if he returns this year, it's not going to be until the back end of the season. I don't want that to happen, man. Listen, I, listen, don't force it. Definitely Let don't force it. Young man, heal, get him ready for next year. I am listen, and Achilles is nothing to play with. And everybody, look, mm -hmm. everybody can't be the running back out uh, at the LA Rams. Everybody can't come back the way right. that he did as, as fast as he did. And so, look, we already have a situation with Tyus and an Achilles, right? And and I'm not trying to rush that either because that literally happened the last game of the season. And that was January. And then what happened to Ajabo was what, April? So mm -hmm. let that man rest. Let him get healthy. Please don't put that man out there. Definitely I'm don't rush him. Do not rush it. I understand that you guys need some pass rush, because you do. The Ravens definitely could use as much help as they can from a pass rush perspective. I just don't want it to prematurely bring a guy back who may be at 85%, but really mm -hmm. that's an injury that you want to be 100% and being, you know, completely healthy from. Please don't do it. And, and you also have to remember that just because we see them back on the field does not uh, mean that these guys are back to 100%. I mean, the mental aspect of recovering from the injury is just as important as the physical. You know, uh, they can be physically back to where they want to be, but mentally they have to know that they can plant that leg and everything is okay, or they can still have that burst or, you know, get hit and get back up. You know, it's a lot of yeah. it is mental and Absolutely. being able to have the confidence that you can be your usual self without having to worry about the injury. That said, a little birdie 
you know, has kind of told me that Tyus Bowser could be back way quicker than any of us anticipated. Very possible. You know, and shout out to you know. Stone, Cam Akers. Thank you, thank you, Stone. Because I, I look, I knew what he who he played for. I knew a oh, yeah. Was, I had a, a quick brain for because he's not in the flock, so don't sue right. me. Uh, but <laughs> listen, if Tyus comes because he he literally was in a uh, a shoe, Cordell, mm -hmm. very early. Like I remember checking on him and asking, "Hey, how you doing?" And he was like, "Yeah, I'm good. I'm in a shoe." And I was like, "Already." I mean, it, it, it was very what I would consider to be premature. So yeah. I am not surprised that he is potentially ahead of schedule because he has been ahead of schedule literally since this whole process has began. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Tyus Bowser, I mean, and he's been out there. <laughs> he's been out there quite a bit at, at camp uh, and around the people. People don't even notice him. He's been sitting in the stands for, and he's for those nice of you watching. Yeah, That's definitely nice. is. I mean, people out there might not even realize that they've been sitting watching training camp with Tyus Bowser. <laughs> you know, just it's just this big, strong dude sitting next to me and they didn't even realize it. But yeah, I mean, he if, you know, I, I'm not holding my breath on it by any means. But, right. you know, that's definitely something to watch out for. Tyus Bowser bouncing back a little earlier than expected. So I think that that's just the case with this this pass rush right now. It's a lot of wait and see. Now, if we're talking about the guys that they have out there, I think, to be honest with you, I know uh, Mike McDonald's the new defensive coordinator now taking over Wink Martindale. But I, I would I would say that I think that this defense is going to look a lot like the defenses we saw with Wink. There's going to be a lot of pressure, uh, a, a lot of exotic exotic blitzes. I just like I think it's going to be what I like to call um, controlled aggression, responsible aggression here. You know, I don't think we're going to see a lot of cover zero blitzes, especially in situations oh where you where you have DBs that you just picked up off the street. I don't think we're going to see them running a lot of cover zero blitzes in that instance. Yeah, that 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 can't happen. I think Please. it ultimately cost Wink his job. To be Absolutely. honest with you, I think Wink not being able to to adjust to all the injuries they had last year, I think that ultimately ended up costing him his job. So I think we're going to see a lot of the wrinkles that we saw with Wink, and I think that when they do blitz, they're going to get pressure. Pr Patrick Queen is a very good blitzer. I think that's the best trait he has is able to come downhill and play in the backfield um, he's a he's a fast guy and he's a he's a straight just react kind of player so when he's able to actually make the tackle because he struggles with tackling but when he does make the tackle Patrick Queen can look like a really good player so I would look for him to be a guy that is heavily involved in this pressure group because he's going to be asked to blitz quite a bit as well as these nickel corners as well as these safeties like Kyle Hamilton he's going to have a lot on his plate as well so I think it's going to be a group effort when we look at this pass rushing group because the Ravens just don't have a guy right now that they can just say go get him and he go get some completely agree the one and only Cordell Woodland giving you updates from training camp ladies and gentlemen <laughs> there every single day uh you watching your your favorite players this, i'm this, in the heat for you i'm in the yeah. heat for all of y'all out there man it's, it's 100 man. degrees i'm sweating it out just just for y'all just for y'all <laughs> we appreciate you trust me. oh yeah i, I hope so <laughs> i hope so inaugural podcast it was good i think 
I, th I thought I thought it was pretty good. Nice, nice, simple, sweet. We had some jokes. We had some informative stuff. I, I don't think you can ask for much more. I can't wait for the second one. Absolutely. So, yes, I love you for doing the hard work for going out there because I ain't going to do it every day. Sorry. Right. I just can't do it because I almost died the last time we were out there. I don't blame you. Uh, like four Gatorade. Shout out to the Ravens. But yeah. I need us more than the blue ones. Okay. Because oh, I they got the assortment. They got the reds. Oh, they okay. got the lemon lime. It's, it's, a, it's a new week. It's, it's, okay. it's all new now. We good. All right. Ooh, that's perfect. So if you see Cordell out there, please say hello to him. He's cool. The kids love giving him high fives. Like, <laughs> right. What dude uh, called me uh, CD Lamb last week? One of the kids was yelling at me, CD Lamb. Like, uh, exactly. <laughs> I wish. Exactly. So remember, if you like what you're hearing or even love it, remember to subscribe to the Winning Drive podcast feed. Remember to share it with your friends, your family, because this is all Ravens all season long. Yes, all season long. And we'll be getting and we'll have more episodes coming once we get into the season. We'll up it and put out more content throughout the week, but we'll definitely keep you well up to date as we go through training camp and preseason all the way up to week one, September 11th in New York. So till next time. We out of here.